Hello, bold ones. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest, actor Jerry Clatting. He is not only a really interesting actor, he's also a very good friend of mine. So I'm super excited about this because Jerry, more than anyone I know, is the most business-minded actor. And he has developed a system for networking and for creating job opportunities for himself that I think you all are going to find very interesting. So, Jerry, welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled to finally have you on. Thank you. I'm very excited to be invited and to talk with you about business opportunities, the industry itself, and, well, yeah. what else we can come up with. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I want to start by saying, I think in some ways you, you kind of have an advantage because you came to acting a little bit later in life after <laughs> studying law. Right? You yeah. have a degree in law. Exactly. I do have a degree in lawyer. And now, did you minor in business or was it just a straight degree in law? No, it was actually just a straight degree in law. In Germany, you have two degrees. You have to have university and everything one includes. And uh, you have the practical part. And I did the whole university part. Okay. Okay. Now, did you ever practice law? No, I never actually practiced law in an office. I did work for firm very briefly, but it was part of my universal studies. So, but my dad okay. was a politician and a lawyer. Yeah. So I grew up with that. So. So you let him influence you all the way through school. And then you said, dad, I did it. <laughs> now I'm going to do my own thing. Well, actually I, I went. I knew I wanted to become an actor very early in uh, my life. And my dad was a typical German dad, said, okay, first get something stable before you get all these ideas and, and, and trying to get a profession that won't pay. And, <laughs> and well, yeah, so I studied law and his dream for me was becoming a politician. Oh, wow. And, okay. and, and I was interested in that. I'm very interested in politics and, but I don't have the patience for it. I can understand that. I mean, it's a whole different ballgame, right? Politics are just something else entirely. So what was the point where you, so you say you always wanted to be an actor. Exactly. When, when. Was it always the plan to study acting after law school or, or was it just something that was kind of in the back of your mind or tell me how that came about? Well, actually I started to be an actor when I was a kid. I played theater when I was a kid and I had my first roles when I was a teenager and the roles that I've gotten were always drug dealer or immigrant or something like that. And I never got any part as a normal character. And I was like, was from the time between 17 to 19. And honestly, I thought I'm too cool to play an immigrant or cool to, to, to be too smart like, to play a drug dealer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Something yeah. like that, because I wanted to be like a hero, you know, like. I, I, I remembering seeing Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop 
And I was like, mm. that's what I want to do. And oh, why I always have to be like uh, somebody really unimportant and uh, or a bad guy or something very stereotypical, something that I don't actually want to do well or want to portray. And I did understand that obviously you have to get these roles into the industry as well because they're true, but it was very one-sided. And I remember in one shoot where the director told me I have to, um, I had part of a, of a street, um, I don't know what you call it in English, like a street salesman. I was selling stuff on the street and it was selling very embarrassing. Or just no, selling... no, 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 just, just, just actually that's apes. And I was supposed to be on the street yelling out King Kong, King Kong, because ah, I had like okay. this apes. Like the cassettes uh, or something. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And the director told me, yeah, no, you have to take a piss off yourself. Um, I know that stuff like this is happening. And I was so frustrated by that because like it, everybody on set knew that this bullshit, why do you do it? And on top of that, I always heard um, people saying to me, oh, well, we need to speak with an accent because it doesn't make any sense for a black person to speak perfect German. So, um, and when, remember now imagine you in 18, 19, um, yeah. trying to get into the business, trying to follow your dreams and not really knowing the industry, just being mm. motivated and, and having a dream and having like, like a, a wish to, to, to do uh, acting. I was so frustrated that I actually quit acting and, oh, wow. and, and by that time I started, uh, started studying in your university. And when I, when I was done with university, I was actually at the point where I said, now what? What do I want to do now? And no, I don't want to become an, uh, an, an lawyer. A lawyer. Yeah. I don't, I know I don't want to become a politician. And so I was actually hanging in the air and didn't know what to do. So I said, okay, I'm going to travel and just think about what, what my next step's going to be in life. And, uh, so I went abroad and uh, went to Spain and my intention was just to stay there for a year or until I could speak the language, but I could speak Spanish after after four months, roughly. And I said, okay, I have no still idea what I'm going to do. So, um, so I just, just stayed in Spain and then started working there and I wasn't really happy. And, but I met my, my girlfriend and we had came, we had a son and the thing just went along. Oh, and, wow. You were really young when you had your first child. Yeah, well, not that young, also like mid twenties and twenties. Oh, okay, okay. So, I thought I thought eighteen, nineteen. Okay. Yeah, now, now, this I, is I, after I start, I, exactly. Okay. I start. I studied yeah. when I was. I started with eighteen university, five years, and then I was like, early mid twenties when I said, okay, don't know what to do now. And I came back to Germany because there was a economic crisis in Spain, and and me and my girlfriend we were like looking around what we're gonna do now and she started a business and i said okay i'm the home state dad now and i was thinking now okay acting never left me everything what i did every job that i did i did because i had to earn money but i never did anything that i wanted to and acting never left me and i said okay i'm gonna try one more try. the last was i didn't want to die and said oh what if you done that or what have you had? because I never really tried you know because I gave up too early in my opinion. yeah so I went to an audition 
for his street casting. And I didn't get the role, but I met uh, an, a young actress there who was working at, uh, um, at an acting school, private acting school. She said, you know, you're very good, you're intelligent, but you need more training. Why did you come to our school and roll? This was like a two-year program, a one and a, a year and a half. And to me, this was a sign to, to start back up again. So I went to the school, I started back at zero. And, uh, and during this school, well, during my studies at the school, I tried to find an agency, find, try to find an agent in Germany. And all the agents that I contacted said, well, you actually have a great look, you already have talent, and we could tell that you become a great actor, but you're black and there won't be any parts for you in this country. So, and I was like, Again, frustrated that like it has been like more than ten years that I yeah. gave up on acting and nothing has really changed. When so, was that around? That was like early. Well, it was like was... two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, something. Yeah, no, two thousand eleven actually, uh, two thousand eleven. Yeah. Mm. And I was again really frustrated. And then uh, one agent called me back. And because there was an audition for a commercial with a huge amount of money and they were looking for black people and said, oh, we would love to present you for this commercial. I said, no, you can't because you're not my agents. I only <laughs> will accept you to send me to this audition if you're really my agent, not just for one job, but you take me on as, as a client. Yeah. Exactly. So that they were like, smart. of course, we're going to take you on as a client. We always were thinking about it. And I was That's like, true. yeah, right. Yeah. Actually, yeah, of course you were. So um, they took me on as a client. And I didn't get the job. <laughs> so, but like, this, as you this, so, yeah, but I, I figured that, you know, because like audition, it's always like, it, it's, it's luck in the end. You know, everybody comes in with talent. They wouldn't audition you if they wouldn't have talent. It's not about you having talent or not. It's about, yeah, about so many different things. So. And absolutely, I always and I, I think about luck. Yeah, Sorry. it is about luck, and and I think also the agents and the casting directors and the directors and the, everybody's aware that if you get asked to audition, you get asked to a callback. You're good enough to be a part of it. Now exactly. it's just a question of you know whether you work with everybody else or whatever. Well, there's so many different items we can. I would love to yeah. get with you into that later on, but uh, at the beginning, at that time, I didn't know. But I had already the feeling, I might not get this, but at least I want to get an agent out of this. Yeah. So, so they signed me and actually, I didn't know if they were they really happy about it, but they signed me. So, and then I actually started getting parts for, for acting. And um, So they started sending you out on auditions. Do you feel like they were fighting for you or do you feel like it was just sort of? Well, they, 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 they didn't send me out to audition because this is not how Germany works, I believe. I got them myself. That's actually when I started to network. Um, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't really aware on, on how I would, um, well, I didn't do it at the level I'm doing it now. Let's say like this, I yeah. started networking because I, I was working, um, besides when I was studying for law, I was working in a company in a marketing company and this is where I learned how to network as well on marketing and stuff. Amazing. So. Okay. So yeah. I knew I, I I I knew when they told me oh, there won't be any parts for you in Germany for as a black German you always have to be a foreigner 
I knew that is bullshit. And I knew if I ever wanted to play somebody else in a foreigner or a drug dealer or something very stereotypical, I wouldn't need to have, I would need to create this opportunity. I wouldn't need to create this, this image by myself on my own. Yeah. So, uh, I have to, uh, I had a boss once who said, you always have to create, create the need yourself. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to have to create a need for actors like. And so I started, without even knowing how to do it, I started networking with people in the industry who have a say in something, you know, who can take decisions, who can make decisions and say, right, this is what I want, this is how I go for it or whatever. So I started to network with directors because this was my first idea. Like if anyone could make a decision, it should be a director. So can we talk about that for a sec? What did you start to do to reach out to directors in the beginning? <laughs> oh, it was very horrible to be honest. <laughs> well, I actually, it was not that horrible, but I started writing emails and my first problem was, oh, how do I find email, the, the email address of the directors? So, um, I started saving up this, um, because we are Germans, we write everything down. And when you shoot, they give you like a, a list with ad, all the contacts of this project. And I started saving yeah. those. Yeah. So I had like at least a few of these contacts that I could, uh, that I could uh, write to. And then I started out with crew United and I was like, okay, who was working with whom on these particular projects? And once you do that, you see really quickly that they're mainly always the same persons working together, probably because they don't want to change a winning team. So, um, and then so I got into in, in finding out who's working with whom the, the redakteure, you know, that people work for their networks, mainly always yeah. work with the same directors, work with the same producers. And this is how step-by-step step, I kind of, uh, found out myself, okay. Who are the person I need to contact if I want to do that or want to play that? And, but I didn't write them like, oh, I'm an actor. I want to work. I wrote, I wrote them differently. I wrote them, look, you need to change something in this industry and you need to change perspective and you need to change the image of the people because your pictures are traveling and what you're showing uh, is very one-sided. And so damaging. Yeah, well, I didn't know it at the time, but I was always trying to put myself out there, not as an actor, but more as a solution to a problem that they have and they don't even realize they have it. Right. So I said, I need, I want to play, and so I wrote them, I want to play something different than a drug dealer. I want to play something different than a foreigner. And please explain to me why you think that this is not possible. So this is how I started, you know, like, like. Yeah. Little bit so of really a putting them on the spot, but but exactly. in a good way. Like like I know you, and you're not confrontational, but you are. You know, you you are very direct. So I'm very I direct. Can yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can imagine how you did that. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't always the smartest way to go about it. To be honest, some uh, were like not offended, but they of course, if you put someone in the spot, they're gonna react like it's whoa whoa what you doing, you know, like you. So and. So I, but at the same time, I always said, this is a problem, but I offer you a solution as well. You know, why don't we try that? Why don't you put me in that? Why can I be that? So, and I met some incredible people who said, yeah, you're right. Why not? 
So let's write you into that like that. Let's put you into that. But just very, very small roles, like day player roles. But yeah. uh, it changed uh, my mindset because it, it's, it's showed me it's possible that there are people out there who are willing to try something different. And it's not out of yeah. the world. It's not out of the world that a black person can it's be. It's not lawyer. out of the question. Absolutely yeah, not. So, yeah. And I'm, when, when people told me, ah, we have, we don't know, we don't know any black lawyer, I said, I'm one. Do you talk yeah. to one? He was like, oh, really? Was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a law degree. So it's, it's true. You know, yeah. like, because lots of people told me, well, I can't put you as a policeman. It's not true. They're a black policeman. I said, yeah, I know. My cousin is a black policeman. So it's like, a, it's true. So stuff and like also, this. I, I also think it's, it's our responsibility as filmmakers to show the world as a, unless it's specific to the story, why, you know, why something where someone doesn't work in a role. But if it, if under any other circumstances, I think it's our responsibility to show the world as it should be and as it could be. Exactly, and not, exactly. not reflect it as, as it is at its worst, you know? Exactly, exactly. Well, I, I believe, I believe truly as an artist, you should be allowed to tell the stories the way you want to tell it. But at the same time, you need to be open to criticism uh, on this project that, you, that you've been doing. Because and if to you, question it yourself. Is, why? Exactly. Why have exactly, I written this person exactly. as a one fifty year old man? Exactly, exactly. Right? I, I do understand. Yeah, anything. I mean, else. I, I mean, I do understand the rules of the business and that behind everything is the need to make money. I do understand yeah. that. We, we all need to understand that we all go into this business with just having the creative mindset and just having the idea of. Uh, okay, let's let's do something great together. Let's create something and having a really romantic view on the industry. And in my workshop, for example, this is the first thing that I'm going to strip you off. Yeah, because like, is there no? If you're just going to view this from a romantic side of how it should be and what the possibilities could be like, um, it's going to frustrate you. You have to see at the same time the business side of it. And the movies have to make money. They have to be financed. And that's every country is doing it differently. So therefore, you have different opportunities in different countries. For example, the Americans, they have different opportunities because they finance the movie in a different way. So they need, for, for instance, in Germany, mainly our movies are financed with state funding to up to 90 even sometimes 100%. So, having that in mind, has, has, has one advantage that you um, don't have, you don't need money as a producer yourself. You know, you, you can start off with funding. And if the movie doesn't work, you didn't, have, you didn't lose money. You just go on to the next one. Yeah. And obviously, if your movie makes money, you have to pay back this funding. But if, you, if it fails and you don't make money, you don't have to pay it back. This is one of the reasons. So the Americans, they have, they don't have this opportunity. If your movie fails, this company is bankrupt. You know, it's just, therefore they have to have a close understanding on what the audience might like to see. Instead of Germans, we don't have that because like, we want to reach the audience. Obviously everyone wants to reach the audience, but if we fail this World War movie, there's no repercussions to it. You know, there's no. Uh, well, then yeah, the you would think that that would give the Germans more freedom, and it doesn't seem to. No, it's you know? actually the opposite. Actually, the opposite. Yeah. It keeps you in a cage, 
And, and I believe this is something what happens in the industry right now, because like nobody really, even though we are trying to make good movies and we do, do make good movies, but, um, we are repeating ourselves, you know, like we are, uh, we have too many crime shows because we, at one point we saw, oh, this is going to happen. This, this works in Germany. German people like to work crime shows. They'd like to see that. Then they saw, uh, said, all right, look at these comedies. They work very well. Um, Germans like to watch uh, German comedy shows and we have historic pieces. But what doesn't work at all for us is action movies or stronger movies, what kinds of evidence doesn't work here. And I was always wondering why that is, because as you can see, like any Indian, any French movie, any American movie, as this topic, as this movie, does work in Germany as well. Although so, Cobra Elf did really well for a while. Yeah, but it's also the only one, to be honest. Yeah, it's also, yeah it was. Um, it's the only one I can think of, but it did do really well. I remember my husband used it, to watch that religiously. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it worked fantastically. So... So I was, so everybody should wonder why don't we try this more? Because we yeah, are, you expensive. saw that we have, it's expensive, exactly. And uh, the, the, I don't know, probably worse with, with crime shows, I believe we have like a safe bank, you know, and, and to me as an artist, this was always completely crazy, this idea, because if I would talk to a painter and say, hey, this painting that you painted did very well, sold very well, paint me exactly the same thing. He's going he's to look at me like crazy, but I can't paint the same thing twice. Doesn't make any sense because it's not going to be the same authentic way that it did before. You can't create yeah. something twice. And this is what we're trying to do in our, in our industry. We try to recreate something that we already did and hope that it has the same response. So, and this has boxed us into a corner. Because um, we need, we want to make money. We need to make money. And if something else doesn't work, we got to cut it, you know, and not having in mind that we need time to develop something like this. Like the Americans didn't start off with action movies and said, oh, we graded it. They made a bunch of shitty movies over a decade of years before they became graded. A hundred years, actually. Yeah, yeah. So you need to have this, this time to develop something and to find your voice because like, to me, if it comes to German action movies, Germans didn't find their voice yet. They, they copy other countries, they're copying other stars, but they're not saying, okay, let's try this all way. The French, for example, if I watch a French movie and I, I know it's French after two minutes, if I watch a Swedish movie, I know it's Swedish after two minutes, even though I didn't know it before, because they have their unique style. Everybody has a unique style and Germans, when it comes to these kinds of movies, we don't have a unique style, a journalist style. We copy other styles when it comes to direction, when it comes to, to camera, when it comes to looks. So, But it's interesting, and, and I do agree with you on that, but you see like a lot of countries are really trying to focus in on, on diversity, as they should be. And... Germany is too. It, it definitely is, but I still feel like Germany's behind on. Yeah, it is completely because, as well, it's an understanding of what diversity means. First of all, we Germans we are very, very practical. <laughs> this is not always a smart thing to do because what we do is we put we have diversity. We put everything in a bowl. We said this is the our bowl of diversity. 
Well, anybody and who's not like blonde, blue-eyed German. Exactly, exactly. It's, 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 it's into that. You know, yeah. it's like we just put it all in there. So we have, we have POC. We have women over 40. We have handicapped people. We have queer people. Everywhere people. Exactly. So indigenous yeah. people. So we have everything in one bowl and we just pick like, like for a recipe, like we pick something like an item and put it into our stories. That one. So to me, it's, it's exactly. So to in. me, it's like, a, it's, it's, it's like a checklist, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, we need more, or we have like a, a total white cast. We need more color and let's get an, an African or let's get, and let's get a Turkish uh, German actor into that or, or, or even better, let's get a Turkish German a, a female actor in a wheelchair. So yeah, we, yeah. so we check some boxes. So right. and I and I don't think they do this with 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 malintent. You know, it just has no, some understanding. So yeah, it's has some understanding of perspective. So and other countries and to be honest, the countries didn't get it right either at the beginning. You know, they just yeah. they explored a bit more. For example, the Americans they got it wrong. For years and years and years and years, you know, yeah. and they even had a huge amount of people not looking white as an audience, and and so they had like the BET, the Black Entertainment Industry, who did their yeah. own movies. They have they they explored more stories from a female perspective. They did all that and still didn't get it right. They only they only are working towards this goal in the last I would say the last eight years. So in this one, they actually started to change. What was it from Oscars to white? Exactly, thing, exactly, right? yeah. exactly. This is when yeah. it really, really took off, in my opinion, as well. And what I was watching in America was something really inspiring, that they changed the perspective of stories already told. For example, they went into their own history and said, okay, we told these stories from a white perspective. Let's tell the story from a black perspective or from an Hispanic perspective. So this actually when audience change as well, because the audience today is not as it was in the fifties or sixties, not only white people are watching television, everybody is watching it. And since the, the society change, we, you have way more mixing of society. You have way more white people mixing with blacks and Hispanic and, and Turkish people. You have families who are mixed, you have, you have families. So. For example, my kids are mixed as well. And so they're not particularly going to watch just a white hero or a, a, a story with a female, um, a, a centered on a female. They want, they want to watch somebody who looks like that. And representation yeah. does really matter, you know, for the audience. And the thing is that they told me in the beginning of my career was like, white people will not understand why this black person is a hero or something. And I said, this is bullshit because when I watch the story and I watch the white hero, I as well follow the story. If it's a good story. And I was like, so uh, this doesn't add up. Well, you know, people, I think Will Smith was the one that really changed that because he became the biggest box office star in the world. So probably, could, yeah, you know, Probably, probably, but there were so many, yeah, but there were so many different, you know, like recently, obviously the, the superhero industry brought something, uh, to, to the table when they did Black Panther, for example. And, yeah. and I realized this Black Panther was a huge box office because they put the same amount of money into these movies as they did with others. So they, yeah. and it was just a black story with many black actors. So, and it did 
very well in the box office. And, and white people, white kids were inspired to follow these heroes and they got this. Yeah. I mean, I so think was, kids are open. If they haven't been tainted by their parents, they just like what they like and they like who they like and they don't really care. Exactly. You know, so, so, so meaning that following this, the example, meaning like, okay, there's money into that. So there's money yeah. in diversity. That's why everybody's kind of wants to put more diversity in their stories. But the way to do it is not to do it as a checklist. It's more to, to, to change perspectives. You know, yeah. To, Sounds it, like... To me, think... Go ahead. Sorry. And to me, to me, in Germany, that means the movies that we are doing, keep doing it, but as well, try to do other movements with other pictures. I, I'm, I and will never say... from a different point of view. Like exactly. Moonlight, to me, exactly. was a, a great exactly. example of that. Exactly. Yeah. I would never try to tell Germans not do your movies, but there's room for more. And this was yeah. really important that we understand that if you keep going like that, especially in these times when it comes to the industry, it's, really, it's going to be really, really hard for the German market to, to be relevant. You know, because we need to change more perspectives in our stories. Because, like, look at the American right now. The, the industry is going so fast through streaming and and, and things, what's going on there. So it's, it's, it's really, really complicated to, to be on top of the game. There's a strike in America right now when it comes to the conditions of, of, of the industry, which is completely correct. And, and Absolutely. And, We're fighting for the soul of our industry. If we can't support ourselves, exact, it's, it's Exactly, hard. exactly. And it's all sure. about, but it's exactly, it's all about money. And stuff like this. So it's, it's, it is important to, to, to look at the root of this industry and, and to understand um, how we could go forward, not to, to follow the example of the Americans, but to look at our own industry in Germany and see how can we achieve a, a wider, a wider ground for a, a broader uh, um, um, audience. Germany is very stuck on the one history, and there are many histories here. So that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, Germany stuck on the on World War Two in a lot of ways, and they're yeah, still telling. Yeah, because it's worse because it sells. Because of sales. Yeah, but there, there are a lot of stories. And the only way to change people's mind, which kind of brings me back to branding, the only way to change people's mind about the way you should be seen is to show them how you want to be seen. Exactly, exactly. And this is, to me, is, this is, it's a complicated way, to be honest. No, uh, because it has so different aspects. If you think about branding in general, everybody understands a brand, you know, like in my workshop, for example, I always give the very simplest explanation with this, like Coca-Cola, you know, like you, you will never confuse Coca-Cola with any other brand because you know right. what it looks like, you know, it has typical trademarks, you know, it has the white writing on red, uh, on red, um, yeah. background. So yeah. you, you understand the taste, you understand what's in it, you understand the whole concept behind it. So. This is one aspect of what you as an actor could do. You could say, okay, I want to be very, very sure about my brand, how the industry sees me when they think about me. And it's this actually what all the actors who are, in my opinion, successful have been doing for years and years and years in any country, in any country. If, yeah, you, look, if, you, look, if you look at America, Tom Hanks, you know exactly what kind of movie 
you're going to get way in the eighties, nineties, when you were thinking about Tom Hanks, because he was a comedian. Now he, he didn't change to the more dramatic side of, uh, of his work until he was in his late thirties, you know, because like, I think Philadelphia was the one who changed, yeah. who changed everything for him, you know, before then he was all doing comedy in Germany, the same thing we had, uh, we have, um, actors like, like Til Schweiger, for example, who, you know, exactly what kind of movie you're going to get when you go into a Til Schweiger movie, you know, like, yeah. or, but I, or, I wonder how much he shaped that. Like, I know, I know, for instance, you made a conscious effort to shape how people saw you, how people perceived you, so that you could be cast the way you wanted to be cast. Exactly. The thing is, like, um, but you get, but you need to understand the business as well, because like, um, even though we want to cast people very creatively, it doesn't only work like this. It has, this has to do with funding. It has to do with who can we even put in the role in order to get money. So you yeah. need to be an actor who has a high market value, can raise your own market value. On top of that, for myself, I knew if I wanted to be cast in something different and I wanted to do different roles, I need to understand how the industry sees black people and how they contributed to the industry and the real only have been shown stereotypical. So we were not important. We were like an add on, okay, we need a drug dealer or we need a, a, a token in the story. So let's put a immigrant in who doesn't even speak really German. So I said, okay, I need to change it. I don't need to, to, to brand myself like that in order to the roles, because these are the roles they will think of me anyways, you know? Right. So I will need to show them that I can be seen differently. I, so I put myself, I wanted to be a leading man, which doesn't be, and I wanted to be the lead obviously in the, in the story, but I wanted to be seen as love interest. For example, I could be the love interest in the movie. I could be a, the lawyer. I could be the, the best friend. So I, so I tried, uh, attacking this from very actively from the side that took pictures, so show real scenes, so everything, uh, that I wanted to go away from the stereotypical, uh, uh, perspective or the way the black people are shown and go more to the international, uh, possibility of how black characters have, have been shown in America or in England, for example, am I. My objective was England always. I didn't even uh, watch American movies that much. I watched more British television because it was closer to me. Um, and this was more natural because in the, in the British industry, there was not even a question about having a black man and a white man as a couple with the kids, for example, they didn't even question that. They didn't think about that. In Germany, you have to explain that. You have to tell them this is a possibility. This is something that you could do and people will not get offended and people will understand because this is reality that we live in right now or not. Absolutely. And I was yeah. talking and I said this like 10, 15 years ago. So today's even, this is not even a question for the public, you know, for the audience, you know, yes, you will walk around Germany and in any major city, you have so many different, uh, I mean, or you say it in English, uh, life couples or couples or, or whatever. So this is not even a, um, a question anymore. So, but you don't see this in the stories or if you see it, it's still put in a very stereotypical way or it's put, um, the spots right onto it. 
I was thinking, for example, on, on, on queer stories, for example, because mm. I haven't seen so far a story where queerness has been introduced on a complete normal level. Either yeah, the story in Germany, either the story is about this queer character or his friends or his group or his life, or um, it doesn't matter at all, you know, but, but being introduced really normally, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so this... I think I did a, a film, uh, a series, Catacomben. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. Uh, okay. Well, it was the best friend of the girl was a, a, a gay kid. And he was very kind of stereotypical gay, but it wasn't necessarily, they didn't make a theme out of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, and also, you know, the director of that was, oh man, that was name totally escapes me. <laughs> I will think of it. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry right now. <laughs> I worked with the director, but I don't remember the name. Well, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to put it in my for you again as soon as I remember your name. <laughs> but anyway. But he's gay and he's very much out and gay. So it's, you know, it's not. So I think for him, because it's so natural being gay, he just included it in the story as like a natural thing. Yeah. This, I think this is one of the advantages that I'm talking about. It's like, if you take more of these people from who have these backgrounds, queer backgrounds, black, black background, whatever, and you put them in a position where they actually have an influence on the industry, you're going to have different stories. If you have more queer directors, if you have more black directors, more black writers, but as well, um, people who can make decisions, you know, like in, on the financial part, like from, from the network, if you have more architectural, like black, 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 queer, uh, a female over 40, um, in these positions, you automatically will have a different story because they have different point of view in their everyday yeah. life. You know, I'm German, but my everyday life in Germany is different than any other white German would have because my, I'm black. So my reality is different. It's still German, but still, but it's different. So obviously my stories that I'm trying to create because I'm writing as well and producing as well, my, um, my, 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 my perspective and point of view is different on any topic that a white person would have. And the same thing would happen to with a queer person. A queer person would have a different German view on situation than I would have. And these are the things that we need to include, not as a token, not as a checklist, but as um, as, as a perspective. As I totally perspective. agree. Yeah. This, and I think this, this is, is also this is how we go. How, how I write is including exactly. you know why am. Because obviously I write myself apart and everything, but it needs to make sense. Why, if it takes place in Germany, why am I here? Why exactly. is it being told from this person's perspective? And, and we have to I understand one more thing. I think we have to understand that we are, for the first time, I think, in our all lives, we have a unique possibility because we have access to everything. You know, like if you're a white director or white writer and you want to just tell a story about black people, for example. You have access to this history. You have access to people you can work with. You can choose to work with. You didn't have this opportunity before. You know, like if I wanted to tell a story about, I don't know, a, a 55 a lesbian 
I could talk to queer people. I could ask a queer writer, can you write the story with me? So it's going to be authentic. So this is a unique possibility. We have um, the access to internet, the access to traveling that we have nowadays is unique. So this, therefore it's, it's really, it's, there's no excuse for not trying to create more stories to include different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's more interesting. Who wants to see the same thing over and over and over again? By the way, I remember the director's name, Jakob Eva. Ah, Jakob Eva. Yes, great director. <laughs> <laughs> I want to work but with anyway, him as well, yes. one time. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, this is something that I always make it a point when I, in any of the stories that I write, why? Why is it being told from my perspective? Or, or if I'm going to play this part, how does, how does me being a foreigner in Germany affect me, right? My part, my, my experience in life, for the, my adult life at any rate, has always been kind of as an, as an outsider. You know, I'm not 100% inside. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. So that's, and I, I write a lot from that perspective because it's what I, it's what I know. I mean, I, it doesn't mean that I don't have good friends who are German and my husband is German and blah, blah, blah. But, but still, if you're not something, then you're still on the outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely right. And this, yeah, but this is, um, if you think about it, this is actually what happens all over the world because we have so many Germans leaving this country to live in somebody else, uh, to live in another country. Yeah. And they go through this as well. And, uh, and we are always obviously concerned with foreigners coming to our country and, and, but it's always been shown in a negative way because like the media persists in a negative way, you hardly see it in a positive way or as a solution. For example, I don't, I don't like to, to name movies that I don't like, but there has been a movie, I think it's very well as a box office, a German movie, and I hated it. I really hated it. And why I hated it is because it was not because not everybody did a good job on it. They did a great job technique wise, but for the story. And I'm not going to say what, what the name of the movie was, but in this story, I I heard you in this, in this story. (laughs) Um, there was, well, you're going to find it anyway. There was a family taken on a refugee and, and, and they wanted to show how this changes the dynamic of the family. And the way they did it was always like, oh, we're going to take care of this poor guy. And this, how it is me doing that changes me and brings like conflict with that person. What they should have been done and what has been done for a lot of, re- uh, done in a lot of movies on an international level was you have this person coming into your unit, family unit, and from his perspective, like what he went, went through, say, could tell you what you have there is not a problem. You making a problem. This is what I went through. That's a problem. That's tough. And, and use that as a solution for your problems to get, to gain more perspective on what you have. And they didn't do this in Maury. So, and I, I was very disappointed when I see that because every time non-white persons or, um, or, or females are shown, it's always kind of, um, it's just like, oh, this, of course I'm doing this like white savior. Um, I'm doing this to change in me instead of look what this guy is bringing to the table. This is a solution. This is actually what, what changes me by watching him. Yeah. So 
I would love to see more movies in our country, which portray people, German non-white people, uh, as a solution instead of a problem. You know, like uh, we have done their movies, like have been done very well, like like Four Blocks, for example. Four Blocks was a movie that I uh, was a TV show that I really really yeah. enjoyed. It was great. You yeah, know, all the all the fourth season was great. But I, to me personally, I was missing. Where are the Arabic, Arabic policemen? You know, why is there one of them mm. there? They exist. Yeah, and that would have been an interesting conflict. Yeah, this yeah. was be way more interesting for me because, like, you yeah. only shown the drug dealers, the tough guys, the the bad guys, and you you they did it way yes, well. The they did white it really well. German policemen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. you had the white Germans on the other side, and you had still like this unit of of Arabic uh, clan community and and, and yeah. the struggles they had within and it was very interesting to see. But at the same time I was like, why is there nobody looking like them on their positive side? You know, like this yeah. was missing. Like, and also I mean I don't know if they addressed it or not, but there are a lot of, you know, couples who are Turkish and German and, you know, Arabic exactly. and German and which is also an interesting thing because even though they may have both grown up in Germany, there's still culture clashes. Exactly, so, exactly. Like you could tell yeah. a story, I guess, about that because, like, you come from America having a German husband. So um, this is interesting. Although you know, until we don't really clash culturally. We clash other ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was going, for example, for the French, for example. The French make great movies and using especially this topic. You know, like, they, they say we are all French, but we are different in some ways. We're different French, but we are French. And yeah. Uh, and these movies work very well. They work as a comedy, they work as a drama, they work as anything. Yeah. So, and if you're honest about that, they never said, oh, you, these are foreigners and we are real French. And, 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 and they say, no, let's just put this together and let's, 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 let's just make something out of these perspectives and make something out of these stories. And this is something that works very well on, on any level, in any country. Yeah, because it addresses the human condition, and it's not it's not making a you know. How can I say it? It's 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 addressing what is inside of us as opposed to what's outside of us. Exactly. Let me give and you one example. With what's outside of us, but not not making a theme out of it. Exactly. You know, and that's and that is to me those are always the most interesting stories. Anyway, I don't really care where someone comes from. You know, or where they, what color they are, or if they're gay or not. I don't care. I, I don't care. Exactly. What I care about is who they are and what their story is. Exactly. What do they want? If it's important to me that they get it, and then, you know, do I want to root for them? That's all I care about. Exactly. Is it, let me give you one example of a film that I watched 15, uh, no, not that long ago, but like five, six years ago. And it was to me a story that always stuck with me. It was about a, a French, it's a French movie about a black French couple and they wanted to get a baby and they can see because of what we can babies and they were trying adoption and for years and years and years and this process is really frustrating and then one day the, the, the woman calls us, I have a baby for you and they're like, oh, we have a baby, finally we're going to be a family and the baby's white. So, and it's like, they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it was such great movies with contained drama and, and comedy because this couple was so happy just having this kid in their life. Yeah. And obviously they had culture clash because uh, the, the family of them were like, 
it's a white baby. Are you going to raise a white baby? Like, like we are black and we are. Uh, so it was very funny. Then you have the others, other side. You have the the the, um, the the state looking like does this even work? You know, like a white baby in a black community. So it was a very great movie done very well. What was the name of that? Do you um, remember? He has he has his father's eyes. He has um, his father's eyes. Okay. And this is, it, and I what I enjoyed about this so much was not only the movie but the experience because I watched it in a movie and I was sitting next to a man white elderly man and when we sit down we look at each other very briefly and we uh, instantly said we have nothing in common so we have nothing to really like there's a war between us so like yeah. can't even sit even far away from this man <laughs> and and after the movie we looked again at each other and we smiled because we went through the same story we have seen the same yeah. thing and it's, and it's connected yeah. us and that's yeah. what to me was all it was movies are about you know you be yeah. both Two strangers experiencing one thing together, and it brings us closer together. That's what we were going yes. for. So, Absolutely. if you do that, if you can create that, then it's when, in my opinion, hopefully, is when a movie does well in the box office. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you ever see the Brown Family, the series on yeah, Amazon? Yeah, yeah, exactly, I yeah. Exactly. I have to say, I love that. I don't know what you thought about it. Yeah, I loved it as well. I loved it as well. And yeah. completely correctly, they won an Emmy for it. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. And they, but again, they, you know, they took a really prickly situation with neo-Nazis and exactly. just briefly for the listeners and the viewers who haven't seen it, it's about these young neo-Nazis living in East Germany, these two kids that are sharing an apartment. And one day a woman shows up at the door, she's African and says, we had a one night stand and he remembers this drunken one night stand and here's your daughter. I have to go back to Africa. And so she leaves him with this beautiful little mixed girl who's actually, I know the father of, of that child, but, um, and the little girl doesn't know that Nazism is bad. So she starts like doing all these things like hiling and, you know, it's hilarious, but it is, it's so twisted, but it's so good. <laughs> and these are the stories. But, but again, it's about the humanity of it, right? Exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And. You really feel for for everybody, and it's hilarious. It's a very funny show. But I want to I want to ask you a couple of things about your career because you've yeah. really I've I've really seen you grow, and now you're you know a working actor, and you know you're on it. You've been on this television series for three years now. I know that you you did a lot of your own networking, and I know that you do a lot of your own research on the media boards and the film commissions, looking for projects that are coming in. And then you take the initiative and you write to them. But what do you think was your first real big break? And how did that come about? Hey, it's a good question. Whether I, still, whether I even had it yet. Um, <laughs> well, you're going to have more because, you know, success is a moving carrot. Exactly, right? exactly. So if somebody I, had told them you're going to be where you are 10 years ago, you would have been thrilled. But now that you're there, you want to be somewhere else. This is true. The thing is, I believe, um, I believe my first big break was, um, when the industry, it didn't happen in a particular movie, but when the industry stopped viewing me as a stereotypical, as an actor who could only do stereotypical roles. When I yes. got, when I got, um, invited to auditions for normal roles, 
a normal, I mean, not being a drug dealer, not being an immigrant. When I got invited for roles, uh, for addition, to audition for roles, like for, um, for a doctor or for a lawyer or something like that. And even though the parts might've been small, but they were always very important to me because it showed me that what I was trying to achieve to change my brand in the industry is working because I wanted to be seen as an actor who could do these roles, you know, like I couldn't yeah. be the, I could be a love interest. I could be, um, a lawyer, I could be a doctor, I could be a policeman or stuff like that. So I've been in my career, I have been doing, I have I had these roles. I was a cop. I was a bus driver. I was and a doctor. I play a doctor right now on this TV show I'm on. I played a lawyer. So these, uh, this was to me very important to see that not only the industry is changing, but it's changing, um, through what I'm doing as well. And um, that it works what I'm doing and, and that it inspires because you can do anything on your own. It's just impossible. You need, always need the help and support of, of, of other people in the industry. So, and once you do that, you start to inspire. And I saw that so many more black actors and not, 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 not only actors, black creative persons are coming into this industry and writing different stories and, and shooting different stories and wanting more. And that's was to me like a breaking point, um, because it opened up possibilities and obviously, and, and, uh, when I had, when I could play in England for Netflix, it was a show where I played a German dad. I this know. was I helped this, to get the, the exactly, job. exactly. You did actually, you did <laughs> exactly. And the, why it was so important for me was because they were specifically looking for a black German dad. And I was like, well, this is fantastic. And, uh, and, 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 and I asked the director why he wanted to, or why he wrote a, a character like that. And he didn't understand the question. And I was like, yeah, because normally you don't have black Germans in, in, in a normal way as a dad or something. And he still didn't get it. And I explained to him, well, in Germany, we don't have that. We still are very stereotypical with accents and stuff. And he was completely baffled. He was like, really? Still? And to him, it was completely normal to have a black German dad because the story in, uh, to him, his story was about two uh, uh, black young men, some my sons in the show, who lived abroad and uh, the dad kind of abandoned them and were trying to reconnect. So, and he was like, of course they have black parents who are German and uh, grew up in Germany who are German. So it was very refreshing um, to see that and to play a character like that because I could um, focus on something completely different. I could focus on the relationship and not having, shifting my energy, but focus on an accent that I have to create um, or, uh, or tell a backstory or, or act a backstory that I'd come with a bulge from Africa and struggled and stuff like that. So I could just be a normal dad from Germany. And this was a really um, important experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was a Netflix series and it did fairly well. And so that was also a really that big... It was on top, yeah. Credit. It was helped. Yeah, yeah. Helped. <laughs> yeah. And it was a series where you had a recurring role. So that was, so that was a big change. 
Obviously. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it was a huge change. Yeah. 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 Not only for my career, but as well for my motivation as well. You know, like so because I could see what's possible and how it should be, and I'm trying to to put this into my career. Everything I, that I'm learning, that we're learning in in England or in America, working there, I always bring back to my old country. My country is mm -hmm. Germany. So um, I'm, I produced a movie um, and I'm developing stories right now. And they all, well, they all have this perspective and they have this, they're centered on these circumstances that I learned somewhere else in other projects, how they write, how they create, how they produce, and I bring us to, to our table. So yeah. I, hopefully this changes the industry again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we have to. I mean, it's, you know, I was just listening to people complaining basically about, you know, that there aren't enough roles for women over 50 and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, get to writing, honey. You know? <laughs> exactly. Seriously. Yeah. You know, if you don't like the roles that you're being offered, there are several things you can do, but one of them is to write better roles. Exactly. You know? This brings me back to branding, to be honest, if I may, just for a second. Yeah, absolutely. And um, because I think it's very important that we, because at the beginning I said there's different aspects of branding. Uh, the second aspect for me to branding is to understand uh, what helps you as an actor. What is, I'm, for example, if I'm seen, for, or you as a white woman, if you're seen always as a role as a mother, you need to, Think about, okay, is this a box that helps my career? Is this a box, for example, that has been opened so many times and I can make a living out of it, then you want to explore this mate. But if it's a box who is opened once a year or once every five years, this doesn't help you. You need to change the narrative. You need to change how you've been seen. You need to change your brand, you know? So, and to me, always, uh, I always try to explain in my workshops, you have inner, um, 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 how you say it in English, um, uh, sp brand specifics, um, and you have our brand specifics, meaning well, like... Interesting. I say you have your essence and you have your personality, but similar. Yeah, yeah. similar. But for example, I like... Personality uh, plus, you know, how you... Yeah, exa exactly. But to me, it's more like, um, um, like, to me, it's more motivational-wise. What I might want to play as an actor might be different than what the industry, how the industry, industry sees me. Sees you. Yeah. yeah. So, and I might want to explore that. For example, for myself, it was like this. I've been seen as a black man. Therefore, the roles have been drug dealers and immigrants. So I said, I don't need to, I need to explore that because it's, it's a box that only opens once or five years. So um, my inner thing was I wanted to play the hero, maybe, but I have to, I couldn't just start off there saying, okay, I'm going to put myself as in the hero shoes. I have to, I, I, I took my brand step by step towards this goal. So I started off, okay, I can be, I don't know, a lawyer because I am a lawyer. So I can be a cop because I've seen black cops. So, and I try to deduce and I made pictures like that. I made interviews like that. I made uh, uh, scenes like that. So the industry bit by bit realizes, oh, I'm different, or I can be something different. So that's one thing. And at the same time, 
because we were talking about writing your own stuff, creating your own stuff. I think we, as actors, we need to understand that we need to broaden our view. You cannot only focus on acting. It is, I would, I would love if it would work. And a lot, a few people, a few colleagues of us, um, uh, they make it like that. Yeah. And we are all inspired by those, you know, like we all, everybody knows the one actor who got discovered on the street and had a huge career. We all know these, but it's just one of yeah. many, and it's not the rule. It's just the exception. No. Yeah. And since we inspired by that, we always, we, we want to think that we are the exception as well, but we're not. Honey, it's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not going to be that thing. You're, so so you're to... a snowflake, but you're not a special snowflake. You're just exactly. a snowflake. Exactly. 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 You're very special to me, but it's, right. it's just, it's in, this industry wants you, but it doesn't need you. Yeah? yeah. So this is something you need to understand. So, and so I, what I think what helps me as an actor is to understand more, what is a writer even doing? How is he thinking? What is the director doing? What is the producer doing? And why are they taking the decisions they're taking? And once you understand that. You can include it as well in how you, and this is important to me, when you have a brand as well, how you put your brand out into the industry. Because lots of, because there are different ways of how you do it, but actors tend to do it from our perspective of wanting a job, of wanting to work, of wanting to be part of something. But we need to put it out there in the way of what do the people making decisions gain from my information? What can they take away from that? How, how does it help them to, to cast me with their benefit? And this is how we have to provide the information to the market so they can use it and understand it for their own needs. Yeah. So for example, I always like to say of this image, if you have a dog, you don't, and you don't feed him by putting it on the shelf that go get it yourself. No, you open up the food, you put it on the plate, you put it on the ground so you can eat. So the more easier you can provide the information to the industry, the faster you get seen and the faster it helps your career. And this is something very important because, um, actors tend to have an unwillingness for the business side of this industry. You know, yeah. I, and I totally understand that. I totally understand it. It will up to me. I would love to just sit in a cafe watching people and, and see how they interact with each other so I can use it for my, for my own craft or something like that. But this is not how the industry works. You need to, to network, you need to create a brand and you need to understand how does it work in the industry? How do I work in the industry? How do I put my information out that other, other people can understand what I'm trying to show? And not only that, from the need, I want to be part. This, this is. Very, I, I totally shift. agree with you. I think that you have to have, for me, I always say there, there are two circles, right? There's the circle of how parts that you want to play. Then there's also the circle of how you are already being typecast. And where those two circles come together, those are the perfect roles because that's the intersection of what you want and how the industry realistically sees you, right? So, or how the possibility of how they, of how they can realistically see you. And you must teach them to see you that way. And I'm, I also, like, probably starting about three, three years ago, made a conscious effort to change the way that I was getting cast, especially here in Germany. 
not so much in America. In America, I was getting a lot of the roles that I, I like, more complex people and, you know. <laughs> but in Germany, I was getting a lot of very one-sided, one-dimensional, cold bitches. Things <laughs> 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 eyes cold, like powerful, you know, like really, really strong, strong and, you know, no emotion and still. And, and if you know me at all, it's not how I am. Of course, but this what this is very interesting that you say that because to me a little bit without trying to insult anybody in our industry, but it's a little bit how we Germans make movies. We it's not only about me as a black person being shown stereotypical. We show everybody stereotypical. You know, we show yeah. the hero stereotypical. We show women stereotypical. Yeah, and 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 you know how many times I've had to fight against making my accent thicker than it is in German. For example, for example, it's yeah. just I mean, of course. These comedies mainly work if you put something stereotypical into it because, like, maybe it's based on some kind of truth. But it works once, it works twice, maybe even three times, but then it's done, in my opinion. You know, and like, and it's, 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 it's if you don't, ex if you don't widen um, the way how characters are shown, like, uh, not only one dimensional or two dimensional, but like from, from three-dimensional uh, way of thinking, yeah, because that's how we are. Not there's not a bad person and just and he's born bad and doing bad stuff all the time. You know, it works in a crime show, but it's more interesting to me if you see, like, if you have a bad person, you see something kind to it as well. You know, like it's like yeah. because it gives the character what to do, and it gives me, it's, 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 it pulls me into closer. You know, like a serial killer may, you know. Shovel the snow off his neighbor's walk every every time. It's yeah, or he helps he helps his neighbor's kid with something. I don't know. Yeah, we do this. We do this in Germany with a hero in crime shows. We show we show that the uh, our our policemen struggle in life. We, but only the heroes in our stories always struggles with his private life. I have no I have no idea how many times I've seen. Um, I don't want to name it, name it, but the very main crime show in our country who worship. <laughs> And, and, and all the policemen have some kind of struggle personally. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You are, you're bad with money or you have a problem with your marriage or you I don't even know, but it's only them. It's never the idea of the, the, the bad person. It's never shown in its three dimensional way. Yeah. So this makes and the story all the same. It is watching people walk this because we are fallible human beings right we make mistakes we 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 good people do bad things bad people do good things exactly. if there even is good and bad you know people who are trying to be good make mistakes people who are trying to be good make grave mistakes such as and, murder other people and, and you see the, the best and, the yeah. best stories that we are watching and are more successful are actually Donald's character like these that thing about breaking bad the story a yeah. show that went very well. It's about a very, very good man dying, and the only objective that he has is to provide for his family he after been. he is gone, and therefore yeah. is doing something very, very stupid and very, very dangerously, but for a good reason. And the show was great, not because only of this character, because there have been so many different characters who have been shown from different sides, and their motivation has been shown. It's made this whole story so rich. 
and so interesting. Absolutely. And that's why it works well. Series. Yeah. So Jerry, we're, we're coming up or we've just passed the one hour mark. Do you have, what's your best advice for actors today? Well, the industry is changing and it's always a movement, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worst. And the most important thing to me as an actor is we need to be active. We need to move. The, uh, these actors who have a career at all are actors who are moving. If you just wait for your agent or for somebody to call you for a part, I believe it's going to be a really, really frustrating career for you. And being active to me means not only focus on myself as an actor, but focus on the whole industry, on how it works and how decisions are made. So to, we need a deeper understanding of what does a casting director do? What does a director do? What does a writer do? What does a UP do? What does a director do? These are things that are to me very important that we understand these positions, how they work, why they're taking the decision they had taken and how we can implement our information to them that they can use it. If you do that, I believe you have a, a high possibility of having a career. Excellent. How can people get a hold of you? Well, I have a webpage. Um, it's www.actressmarketing.de. I post my, uh, the dates of my workshops there. And obviously in social media, I have like on Facebook, I have a page as well, Actress Marketing. And uh, you can either uh, uh, write to me if you have any questions or you need some advice or you want some info, information, deeper information about that. That's the best way to reach me. Okay. Don't, I don't write me with social media. Don't write me with social media because like, uh, I'm very bad with comes to private messages and I never get it. Okay. <laughs> but you can follow Jerry. You can follow him, but yes. don't write it. <laughs> exactly. Follow me. Don't write me. <laughs> it's a harsh Jerry, thing to say. Been it's been such a pleasure. Say. This has been such a pleasure. Absolutely.